Well, good morning, everyone. It is Katie and Tisa with Hearts, Hooves, Turquoise and Trauma. We are joined with a very special guest today out of Eastern North Dakota. He spent some time out on the West Coast with a lot of reigning cow horse gurus and is making a name for himself in the show world. Um, his name is Jacob Anderson of Lucky Diamond A Performance Horses. Jacob, um, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How are you two? <laughs> we're good. We were just, um, I've spent a little time with Jacob riding and I have learned so much. And just like anyone that Katie and I end up being around, Jacob has quite the story on how horses have kind of helped him journey through life. So I'm going to hand the reins over to Katie and ask our first question. Well, just tell us a little bit about yourself. How'd you get to the reigning world? What kind of drew you to horses and how'd you get to where you are today? Uh, after high school, I had moved out to the West Coast and I was living around Portland and just coming from small town North Dakota to that type of environment was very, very tough for me. And I ended up getting a horse and spending a lot of time just up riding through the mountains and learning to break colts and in the process, I just kind of got bored with some of that. And some of the best horsemen in the world were up from that area where I was at. We had Bob Avila, Trent Peterson, Todd Bergen, Sean Church. All them guys were kind of around that area. I just started watching videos kind of on the reigning side of it to start with. And I just was hooked right, right from the very first time I seen a video. What, hooked, yeah, just, what was the big the big hook on that video the thought that that person that trainer that rider was convincing this animal to be their partner and do all of those reigning maneuvers the ex big explosive turns the powerful rollbacks the finesse that could be in them stops it just grabbed my attention and it almost became an obsession wanting to learn how to do that. I like that you use the word partnership in my industry. We're always looking for partnership. Did you feel like you were ever lacking that, you know, in life? And you're like, if I could do this in the arena, then, wow, my life would really change. Um, no, I would not directly say that. I had ADHD, but I was not, I didn't have medication for it at the time. So I would never really put that much thought into some of the stuff. It was just more of go, 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 go. And learning this stuff forced me to slow down. It forced me to pay attention. Well, the beauty on training horses when you had ADHD was to, to do a good job, you need to train on them for three to five minutes at a time, give them a little break. Well, anybody who's got ADHD knows you can probably pay attention and hyper-focus for about that long. But once you start having to focus longer than that without medication, you are going to start to just see squirrels running everywhere. And it, it just really helped me learn how to apply myself in short spurts. And as time went on, I started to be able to do a better job at five minutes became 10 minutes and so forth. And just the horses in general helped slow my mind down 
helping me just learn to think about my actions before I did did something or created a mess that I was going to pay for for the next week. You know, Jacob, I can tell our viewers that since I have ridden with you, it kind of registered in my brain because you highlighted that a little bit. And in our conversations, my brain works a little bit like yours. And after three to five minutes, I was messing things up. And I have had to slow down and train my brain to be more in the moment with the horses. And it's helped me in my relationships with people too. So that brings us to kind of a topic we talk about a little bit, like this journey you've been on with horses. How has that helped you in relationships with people or form the friendships that maybe you've had along the way that helped you become the person you've become? Oh, that is a very good question. Um, <laughs> it was a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, to start with, when I went to work for Trent Peterson, what I one big thing I took away from Trent is there are certain things that you can't teach. I uh, I was very green. I didn't know a whole lot, and he was a world champion horse trainer. I, I had no business truly going to work for him. And what I, one thing I learned from him was somebody is willing to show up every day, not make excuses, keep their mouth closed and ask smart questions. They can be taught. Anybody who wants it bad enough can be taught. And he, Trent almost ended up becoming more of like a big brother to me because just the life lessons I learned from him, the, uh, he would always joke around and be like, Jake, just slow your brain down a little bit. Breathe and slow your brain down. And he was right. I, that's all I really did need to do on some of it. And I just was so worried all the time about making mistakes that I would almost create more mistakes by not just relaxing. And Trent had a very, very laid back uh, personality. So a lot of that ended up wearing off on me. And the other big thing I took away was, yeah, Todd Bergen was uh, our neighbor and we would go over there and ride and spend time around all of them, him, his family, Craig Boyd, some of them very good horsemen that were in that area. And like, I knew, I knew who Todd Bergen was. I knew he was one of the greatest horsemen of all time. I knew he'd on the fraternity and reigning cow horse, a million dollar rider. And he just was always so kind, so in, uh, so in depth in his thought when dealing with the horses, dealing with people. And one thing I will never forget is it was, uh, it was the Brock Lesnar, Randy Couture MMA fight. And Todd took and invited me over. Uh, his assistants came over a few other people. And there we were at, this Hall of Famer, one of the best horsemen of all time's house, just hanging out like we were all best friends. And I can't think of too many other industries where you can go hang out with your hero at their house, go go and just act like that. I don't. If you, you go hang out around pro football players or basketball players, I bet you there isn't very many people who'd say they got to go do that with Michael Jordan or Brett Favre. But I got to go do that with Todd Bergen and just – you would never have known that he was one of the greatest horsemen of all time. And it just was such a humbling feeling seeing somebody of that caliber. And I thought, wow, these are the guys I want to be like. They are, they are literally the best of the best. And they, here they are just acting like we've been friends forever. 
and it was just such a welcoming, warming feeling that it's like, okay, what, what is the one big thing that these guys all have in common? They're very calm. They're very laid back, very patient and put a lot of thought into what they do. But again, they only had to do it for five minutes at a time. So that, that is something that I, I still think of every day is uh, you start to get into a little bit of an argument with a horse and it starts to stuff starts to go south. It's like, okay, what would Trent or Todd say right now? Slow down, calm down a second, relax and breathe. And just that, something like that, you can apply to so many situations in life, whether it be dealing with a customer who starts to uh, rattle you or you go to buy a vehicle or you're at the doctor's office and you hear something you don't like, just slow down, calm down, relax a minute. So that way you're not, when fight or flight mode kicks in, you can can try to slow down and think about your actions and your thoughts and think a little bit more about questions that would actually be important versus just be in reactive mode. I almost feel like somehow, even though I don't even know you that well and, and you don't live in Bismarck, but you were in our barn yesterday. We were working with a group of kids from uh, residential treatment and this particular kiddo is a really cool kid, but he's gotten into some trouble and he had the best day ever on his horse. Like his um, smile was glued. And uh, I said, you know, like, what's going on or how'd the weekend go? And over Christmas is the first time he's been back. And he's like, traveler taught me I didn't have to fight so much. I should just slow down, not fight. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, it just really plays, um, it plays into effect so much importance from, you know, the amateur, the beginner level that we're at all the way to where you at, to where you're at, you're competing for world championships. And it's, you know, really playing into effect in all these lives of these kiddos that we're trying to help. Well, I like how you related the, we always, as a horse trainer, I think fight or flight with horses, but I never thought about it with people. Myself included have a fight or flight mode inside me that I've had to address. Relax, calm, like just that message you just sent that you live with each day or try to really transpired in my head. So you hit this big goal and, you know, you taught yourself to slow down, to, you know, be in the moment. What's next? What's next on your agenda? What are you working towards now? Being more patient with other people and understanding that not everybody is going to think about a certain situation where I would given life experiences. So just for our audience, Katie and I are a, little, a lot older than Jacob. We got a decade on him. So we're, we think, we're thinking of that now. I'm learning that. That's a journey. I think we almost have to be reminded often. Like even in horses, we tend to get stuck in a rut, maybe with relationships with people. It's the same thing. But who we surround ourselves with and the motivators like calling you and having this talk, I knew it would be important because... We need reminded, too, and our viewers, I think. Um, what? Just moving on, what do you think would happen if, if horses hadn't come into your life? Or what would you do without them? Oh, man, I would be miserable to start with. <laughs> I honestly, I don't even want to think about where I would have ended up if I didn't have, if I went to ran into horses at that age that I did. I... It could have been a very slippery and toxic slope because at that time, when I first got into them, getting out there in the mountains, kind of by myself, 
I just learned to be comfortable in my own skin. And at that age, that 19, 20 year old age, I wasn't. And just spending time alone out there helped with that. That is something that, right. And I think that's something kind of with social media and Snapchat and all that kind of stuff that people in general have kind of gotten away from because you're just so much comparing yourself to the next person because of how easy it is to go on your phone and see what the next person is up to versus going out and thinking what's actually just going to make me happy, not thinking, well, this person did this. Why can't I be doing that? Isn't that really powerful with horses is that there's no filter. Can you imagine like if you went out to the barn and whatever you tried to turn a filter on, the horses would be like, no, not going to happen here, buddy. Like Jacob said last week, you know, he doesn't always, I know he has a plan. I know you do Jacob, but when you get on a horse, you kind of let that horse tell you what, what they're going to learn today. It's not necessary. Yeah. We're going to go work on spins today. Well, Hey, you might get on that horse and that's not what ends up happening. Right. If they kind of come out and their mind is not in a trainable mode, it's pointless to really go work on stuff, uh, getting them body broke. At that point, you got to go in and just kind of soften on their mind some. And then you kind of got to ask yourself, that what did what I do yesterday cause this? Is this horse uptight today because I was a little too hard on it yesterday? Or are you just crabby today? It just everything is constantly changing. And the one benefit of ADHD is how sometimes you can think outside the box and how quick your mind can come up with answers that most people would not have thought of otherwise because of that creativity that goes along with it. It's empowering, I think, for a lot, hopefully a lot of our listeners, because you know, you're really looking at the ability and ADHD, um, you know, rather than the, the part that a lot of people look at, like, this is my disability. Right. Uh, right away, as t- like when I was younger, I used to think of it and let it hinder me. Uh, but as I've gotten older, <laughs> like I'll joke around with my friends. It's, you know, honestly, once you learn how to control it, it can be a superpower because of how, how quick you can think on the fly, how once you go from having no medication and you're thinking of a hundred things at once, adding medication, now you're thinking of the three or four best things. And then just experience will let you uh, pick which one of the three or four to try right there in that moment. And honestly, I wouldn't trade a single thing that has happened to me at this point for anything because of how learning to think and deal with things without it and then getting, getting, medication at the age of 26 has just helped me so much i feel like you're so wise for 26 and i was like for you to come up with that already to show that brilliance and ability that you have i mean it shows something special about you but i did i did want to highlight too i think a lot of people that listen are trying to train horses there's no abc one two three you have to do it this way it is, it is kind of a, an art. Maybe the ADHD opened your mind, but there's a lot of people doing different jobs. Like Katie and I don't have 
you know, real jobs, real jobs like, <laughs> you know, and our brains work kind of like better that way. And we've accepted that and found the beauty in it and decided to not be status quo. Like, it's okay. I, I have anyway, like, yeah, I don't have a real job. I had a lot of lives and I do these different things and that's okay. And it's okay if horses are our saviors, but I don't know. I think I would pose that Jacob maybe posed a challenge when we are com comparing ourselves on social media or whatever, maybe just go out and ride our horses. Take a step right. back. Right. The challenge this year of 2023 is to take, take away that negative energy and say, I'm going to replace it right now with a positive. And I, I mean, I think only good things could come of it. Correct. Really just, think, oh, go ahead, Jacob. I was just going to say horses have a way of soothe, soothing the soul. Yeah, they do. And I remember when I first got into the industry of equine assisted services, and there's a lot of talk about mindful and I'm, I can do like a 10 or 15 minute yoga class. But after that, you know, it's, it's all gone from there. But, um, you know, when you're yeah, when you're on your horse, I've always I just kind of came across this a couple of years ago. You know, like some days you don't want to ride your horse because you have, you know, whatever going on. You have to get to work. You have to run kids around. You have laundry. You know, you have clients, whatever. You don't want to ride your horse. But in that 45 minutes or whatever it is you're riding your horse, that's when you're truly mindful. And I think so many people have come across that. And when you find your mind drifting away, that's okay. Like that is being mindful. You realize like I'm not on, I'm not on task here. I have to get back to it. But oftentimes you're not thinking about all those external things in that moment when you're on your horse, you're not thinking about 15 loads of laundry or, you know, the 17 clients that are coming later this afternoon. So I think we're lucky to have that gift and you really, really highlighted it over the past, you know, 20, 30 minutes that we've been chatting. One more thing to take away. I always like to ask whoever we're talking to because they obviously have interests at heart like we do. Jacob, what would you give for advice for youth, like thinking about getting into horses or even the reigning cow horse, or maybe the, an adult that just wants to start riding? Because you had a little later start in life with horses. You didn't necessarily grow up showing. You're making it happen. So, you know, what would you tell them? I would tell them to slow down. Rome was not built in a day. And once you start that first two, three, four years, you're learning, it's, it's going to be very frustrating. And at, at that point with how green you are, don't worry about doing things right or wrong. Learning, Learn to feel, learn to develop timing. The rest of it will come later on. But if you start rushing way too much, you are going to be tight and you're going to lose your feel and then you're not going to be able to think and put timing in. Another big thing that plays along with that is learn what 1% better truly is because so many times people are unrealistic about what 1% better is. All I need for the horse to do is get 1% better that day. It's the old horseman's theory of 1% better and they build upon that. People noticed tend to shoot more for 10% better thinking that's 1%. It's not that 1% better. It might be that horse just relaxes more for that day. It might be, they just guide around a little bit better for that day. It is not always as big of a goal as what we 
thinking at that moment. And with that, if we only ask the horses to get 1% better each day, why should that be any different for ourselves? I, I was thinking the same thing. Here we are in January. Everybody's thinking this whole year, but 1%, one day, one step better. That's what I'm thinking. Katie? Yeah. I'm, I'm processing. That was so good. I wish I had another seven hours, but I know Tisa said you have a busy day of clients coming for lessons, getting ready for the stock show. So there's a lot of exciting things coming up here in the Dakota. So we really, really appreciate your time. And uh, we'll, we'll put a flyer out, but we were lucky enough to chat before this. And it sounds like together with the peaks and um, ourselves and Jacob, we're going to be putting on a clinic on the 19th of February. So if you want to come ride. Just to help horsemanship, if you're into reining cow horse, Jacob will be there, it sounds like. And we wish you the best of luck at the stock show and all the riders that you're helping. We just appreciate this conversation so much. Thank you, too, very much.